Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ooh, hi team. Welcome to our fabulous new weekly podcast, Kita Means Business, with my gal pal, Zach Delarte. That's right, Kita. We're going to be grabbing the goss and dishing the dirt on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. Ooh, yes. So come on, take a ride and mind my business, bitch. Whoa. Hi, Zach. Welcome back. Is that the fabulous Kita Mean I'm seeing? Oh, where? <laughs> oh, you had me confused because you said fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look gorgeous, babes. How are you? Oh, thank you. It takes one to know one. Well, um, we, of course, are back for another episode of Ketamine's Business. And uh, we are now at episode five, which means we're over the hump, Zach. We're more than halfway of the seas. Ooh. The girls walk into the workroom, episode five, and uh, it's a little bit feisty around the table talk this morning. It is tense. It's very that. It kicks off very quickly around the table talk with the girls kind of talking talking about who they thought would be in the top, who they thought would have been in the bottom, who should have been, who shouldn't have been. And Gabby, Gabriella, Miss LaBooch, <laughs> Bucci LaGucci, said that Floor has been... Coasting. Coasting and uh, hasn't had any wins um, and potentially deserved her bottom placement. Now, Floor absolutely kicked her shit at this. She was not having it. <laughs> she was not having it, Mama. She was not fucking having it. And she actually then went full attack mode on old Labooch. And she was like, I think you are shit. I, I don't, and I'm, this is not verbatim, but basically, Gabrielle goes, wow, girl, tell us how you really feel. She's like, yes, that's how I feel. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so Moorish. I've never seen Floor kind of snap at someone before, so I was eating it up. I was like, work, bitch. <laughs> work. You know, Floor, I know, as I've said in the pod in the previous episodes, uh, I do know Floor personally, and she's not afraid of... Uh, Owning her shit and just and, and being confident and, and being her her biggest supporter, which you have to do in this world. Yeah, um, yeah. And but I was like, oh, this is this is intense because it feels like what we're seeing from Gabriella Labucci is she's quite like a soft personality. That's how it comes yeah. across. So I don't know if the intention was to be confrontational to Floor, but it's definitely created the foundations for Floor to go into attack zone. Um, and I think it's taken Gabriella by surprise. Well, Floor had previously been coming across quite congenial, uh, chill, kind of kooky, uh, but never, never feisty and never... Never on kind of attack, like you say. Yeah. But it was great television. It was great television. Great television. And floor snapping back, like, you are lucky to be here. Oh, I was like, you are lucky to be here. You shit drag queen. You sucks to the absolute max. I am flawed and I deserve to be here. Get out of my way. (laughs) Oh, the passion. I I was just like... I couldn't believe my eyes and my ears. I was like this. My cheeks were just like pulsating with joy. <laughs> Producers were like, send RuPaul in now. Send in RuPaul now. now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, then RuPaul does walk in. Wearing and... the same shirt as Ashley. Right. 
It was cute. Have we ever seen that? Have we ever seen RuPaul wearing the same outfit as another queen? And I guess, like, RuPaul takes pride. We know RuPaul takes pride in what she wears in and out of drag. Uh, and she she's famous for saying, you know, basically, if you want to be successful, wear a suit. Um, and again, not verbatim, but, you know, along that lines. Uh, and it's basically the concept of, like, you know, be proud of what you're wearing on the outside and that's going to make people take you seriously and all that. Mm. So, you know, she obviously really loves her outfit choices and then to see Ashley, do you think that puts Ashley in good standing to have same good taste as RuPaul? Maybe. Maybe she was like, work, bitch. Uh, like, because Ru's was probably custom. <laughs> Ashley's was probably ASOS. <laughs> um, <laughs> so RuPaul walks in and announces that we are doing the reading challenge, that the library is open officially. Oh, yes. And we have, of course, pit crew Sean come in with a beautiful set of goggles. That was not Sean, but okay. That was Ben. Oh, what's this? No, that's not Sean. It's um, Ben. <laughs> okay, we're going to cut that because I'm friends with Ben. So he'll be like, fuck you, Kira. <laughs> Do that one again, babes. We have Ben walk in with a beautiful set of goggles. Okay, no, we can leave that in. He'll just be like, oh, you're such a bitch, Kira. <laughs> but it was Ben, of course, with his beautiful curly chest hair. Oh, my gosh. I've got such a crush on Ben, just saying. What a cutie. So what happens in this reading challenge? These girls, what, where are the jokes? What's going on here? Well, I think this is the first reading challenge where it feels like every single queen bombed. But, I mean, this is the way it was, uh, like, made and edited. And clearly it felt like RuPaul wasn't really enjoying it. But there were a couple of reads. So, I mean, for the most part, the vibe was reading challenge sucks. None of them are funny. Move on. But there were a couple that I particularly enjoyed. Uh, there was one that Bumper Love said to, I think, Ashley saying that she is a hungry bottom, oh, yeah. uh, but she won't shut up. And I wish we could find a dildo big enough to fill both, both of your holes, <laughs> which I thought was great. I loved Ashley saying Hollywood is indeed a star. Lassie. <laughs> Calling her a that dog. was so good. And That's funny. Just to that was so fucking funny and very clever. And to really enforce the point, RuPaul did laugh at that one yeah. read. It was the only read that RuPaul laughed at uh, during the reading challenge. I love jokes like that when you have to take a moment to go, huh? Oh, you're calling me a dog. <laughs> like that's funny. That's yeah. Really funny. Yeah. Very funny. I, I was very impressed with that read, actually. Me too. Which, if we move on from this dodgy reading challenge to the results <laughs> of it, <laughs> uh, RuPaul says, in almost in a read in itself, that the winner of the reading challenge <laughs> is Ben the Pit Crew. And this isn't even just a bit, because there was a prize allocated for the winner, which was a $2,500 cash prize from Glitter A Go Go. I know! That Ben received... <laughs> that's like not only are you guys shit you're not even getting this money fuck y'all <laughs> you're not getting the money because you're shit but do you think it would be fair to say especially that they were potentially all that bad that ashley should have got the prize seeing as she did make rupaul laugh yeah as the only joke that made me audibly go <laughs> it wasn't a full like rolling on the floor but i went i went <laughs> I had a chuckle. RuPaul had a laugh. Yeah. But it makes you wonder, Was that was, I think, maybe the only read we saw from Ashley and maybe the rest of them were terrible. True. Do you all film one joke for everyone or just whatever you've come up with? Uh, I think you basically just kind of, it's, it's a free-for-all, really. You kind of just sort of go in. There's a way to read and there's a way to be rude. And I can't remember who it is, but someone was just like, your nose is so big and ugly. And I'm like, that's not a read. Was that floor? It, it was floor. It was floor. It was floor. You know, I, that might come down to um, the, the language barrier. True. Because comedy is all about timing and using language to kind of like be suggestive or to think you're like misdirection and then all of a sudden it lands somewhere else. You know, like, you know, you're, you are a star, Lassie. You know, like <laughs> it's that kind of thing. So, you know, you already have kind of like a harder time if you if you know, you have that language barrier in place. That's true. Flaws just started this episode. She's angry. She's mad. She says, fuck all of you. Yeah, she, she's, yeah. But um, <laughs> one person that I thought was very ballsy was Isis. Isis, like, nothing was landing. Nothing was landing. And she even had to read it off paper. Notes. And then she attempted to read Rue. And it was just not, not clever. It wasn't even really mean because it wasn't even really clever. <laughs> 
It was just like, you're older than 100 years old and I can't wait to be over 100. And then Rue goes, and you had to write those down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Rue Paul. That was just so quick-witted to come back with that. Like, that's why we love Mother. (laughs) I love when she chimes in on the reading challenge and she's like, tell another one, or whenever she does stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, that, that's a seasoned queen. You know, one of my <laughs> one of my strongest skill sets, I believe, is being quick-witted and sharp-tongued. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Your reading challenge, I remember your one to a lecture shot going, man, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, what, else, what else did you do? Oh, I, I didn't... My reading challenge wasn't that great. Um, I did one for Karen from Finance that I don't think ever aired. Karen has these beautiful veneers uh, on the top, but not on the bottom. And I said uh, something along the line, I can't remember the wording of it, but uh, it was essentially, um, your name's Karen from Finance, and uh, I see you've got beautiful veneers up top, but you'd think you'd be more concerned with the bottom line. Ah, the bottom line. I like that. That's clever. Clever. Something along those lines. Um, it was worded better, but they, they cut it because obviously they thought it was shit. Um, to me, the best down under read so far was Art Simone, to yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. Very clever. It was an interesting time where Rue was kind of getting slammed for potentially having transphobia issues about the casting. You know, that was all bubbling, mm. simmering away. And then Art's like, we're going to do a pronoun joke. And I, you it cut to Rue and you kind of, she kind of looked like, oh, God, here we go. Um, and it turns out to be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yes, very clever, very, very clever. clever. Yeah, I mean, there, there's been some great reads down under it, obviously, in the show. And I think Rue was just like, mm, uh, no, I've come to expect a lot. And this is not cutting the mustard. Eh? <laughs> ben, I hope you like glitter because you're having thousands of dollars worth of it. <laughs> yes how fabulous so uh <laughs> clearly i mean uh one could argue no winner for the reading challenge so ben gets to choose the teams for the maxi challenge um and he puts the girls splits them down the middle essentially does a little bit of shuffling split down the middle and they get told we are having a singing dancing challenge yes but not only that we are going to be doing it on bmx bikes <laughs> Who in the production crew made this up? <laughs> what is going on? I I am here for it. You know, change Me it too. up. You know, make it exciting. Like, we've never seen bicycles on the main stage. Like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'm totally here for it. What did you think about the two group names? We had FAB, Fab, which was Floor Ashley Bumper. That's camp. Mm. And then Sexy and Stupid. <laughs> yeah, but I actually prefer FAB. I thought that was very clever. And, and they were the team, actually, that was struggling to create a name. And I, I thought it was very clever. Uh, it's a little bit, I'm thinking, it's right in front of you. How did you not come up with that sooner? <laughs> <laughs> Fab. But it doesn't matter how you get there, you know? Like, that. Yeah. that's a great name. You know, Floor Ashley Bumper, boom you know like it's another thing when you when people are like oh their group was called fab it just reinforces their brand because you think oh what which one's f which one's a which one's b you start remembering their names you know it it creates the conversation going it's all branding very clever clever well like the three babs they've been touring successfully all year right although that wasn't an acronym for their name but when i see a post that says the babs will be there i go oh yeah it's gonna be hannah and it's going to be Queen, and it's going to be Spanky. Love that. Mm. And I think they even made like a separate Instagram page for the Babs. Oh, I yeah. think they thought they were going to be the Frock Destroyers. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could do a tour, like the Fab Babs. Oh my God, the Fab Bab collab. There we go. Yay! <laughs> there you go. There we Hosted go. by Kidamine. <laughs> Hosted by Kidamine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, uh, they, the girls, uh, they've created their names, they've created their curry, they've created their lyrics, and now they're recording with Michelle Visage. This is uh, a little bit interesting. So we see that Gabs has woken up on this day and has lost her voice. And so she makes what I think is a smart decision into leaning into a caricature. What did you think about that? I mean, very smart. I, I don't think anyone could argue that that's not a very smart thing to do. Probably limited options in that moment. And... Yeah, I, th- I think well done. Michelle hears her voice and goes, oh, oh. And then Gab says, I've got a plan. I have a plan and this is what it is. And Michelle just said, and you can see it. And Michelle goes, oh, there's a problem. Oh, there's a solution. Oh, I love you for it. Yeah. You know, it was so fast paced that it worked so perfectly for Gab's trajectory, I'd say. Michelle says, this is what a professional would do, right? Very impressive. Very impressive. 
That would be such a daunting experience for me. Yeah, it was um, it was a good experience for me. Michelle really loved me when I did my lyrics. I remember her, um, I think we might have talked about this on episode one, but Michelle basically, I did one take and she was like, whoa, <laughs> fucking awesome, Gita. No, she said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, that set me up then for confidence, but I can absolutely imagine how it would have the other effect uh, when that's not going so well. And mm. of course we see that happening to Isis and we see that happening to Ashley, which is sad to see. And then we, of course, go into the workroom and we see Ashley and Isis really unraveling. Now this is kind of where we really see both of them in the season showing real emotion, I think. Every season they harp on like, this is the time to be vulnerable. If you're always so poised and perfect and it's really unrelatable. So I actually thought it was quite nice to kind of see them have this kind of moment. Cause I'm like, oh, behind all the facade, there is, you know, there's a human being there. And I think Ashley gets into it. She's like, if I'm not this perfect business woman, la la la, what am I? And it was quite nice to see the other girls rush to her side and just be like, you're a human. Mm. I thought that was nice. What did you think? Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, um, Ashley has had this, um, I'm going to be really honest and like, and, and I hate to say this, but my first impression of Ashley, I, I was, um, I was hesitant. I thought like, oh, young queen, uh, potentially when, when you, when I say young and confident drag queen, I tend to think potentially will be a bitch. Right. Um, and that, and that's probably just from other personalities I've met in the past. Um, Say their names. Say their names. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. But but I I actually had the same preconceived uh, opinion of Beverly Kills in season two, and she's now turned out to be one queen that I absolutely love. She's such a sweetheart. We've worked together very well. She's easy to work with. Professional, lovely human being. Um, great drag entertainer. Like I could only scream positive things about her. And I'm starting to now feel that same way about Ashley, somebody that I had one opinion of, I'm really realizing is, is, a, is a vulnerable human being, is somebody that potentially has built walls up around her to survive, but really is just trying to uh, do a good job and make herself and all the people around her proud. And um, I'm starting to really fall in love with Ashley in this moment. Mm, I agree. And I pictured myself in that moment, I suppose, when I was watching, because I felt really, it really struck a chord with me. I think if I was to ever do the show, that would be one of my core issues, I think, would be trying to be relatable because I I've spent so much time trying to build this kind of online facade, kind of a perceived notion of how I want people to view me. And so I think I would personally really struggle with being able to break down those walls that comes with drag race. They want you to be silly and stupid and fun and quirky. And I, that doesn't come naturally to me. So seeing her kind of put it so plainly out there, like I'm really struggling to bring my walls down. And I was like, Oh my God, that would be me. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's the beauty of drag race, isn't it? That like it really through other people's experience, you, you go into yourself and you think, wow, okay. Like, I see myself in that situation or I see myself in that, in that vibe or, you know, that struggle or, um, and, and that's the beauty of the show. You know, it, it really is so much more than, um, crossies, you know, at a convention. <laughs> Not the crossy convention. <laughs> so we're spiraling in the workroom. Let's get to the main challenge. Now the main challenge, I think there are two clear distinctions between the groups. I hate to be a bitch, but, uh, we see the fab group go first and it is... Not fab. <laughs> I mean, Bumper's costume isn't cohesive with the other two costumes that are very cohesive. Uh, Floor's outfit, if we're just talking costume, uh, Floor's outfit is ill-fitting. And then Ashley's costume is falling down at the shoulders and her titty pad is hanging out. Mm. So it's like, costume-wise, is like XXX. And mm -hmm. then the performance is um, just not cohesive. None of them performed badly. It just didn't feel like they were performing together yeah so that just stood out as being like you know when it's sort of something's a weird fit and it just feels uncomfortable it felt uncomfortable um but in contrast to that we had uh sexy and stupid who um i i actually can't even remember what they were wearing but it didn't stand out as not being cohesive and from my memory mm. What I thought was quite good, someone made a comment on it as well. We saw Isis had gone into the recording thinking she was going to sing, 
Michelle cut down her confidence by saying she should rap and then she kind of spiraled. But she came out on the main stage, killed it, and they made comments on that, like, what a full circle moment. For sure. For sure. Uh, Isis absolutely did that. And it was, uh, I've seen Isis perform uh, at Cabarets over in Melbourne, and I've always found her to be a very captivating entertainer, super professional. Mm. She has a charm about her. She has a very unique voice as well. Um Similar in uh, what I would relate to the way Art Simone has her voice and her drag character. Like they kind of lean into this sort of like Australian kind of like thing. I can't, I don't have the word for it, but <laughs> I see it as very similar in the way they do that. Um, and it's very mm. charming because it it's weird and it's unique, but it's um, it's something you kind of want more. It's, it is Moorish. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she turned it out. And that, that group collectively I thought did very fucking well again i thought hollywood stood out again in that again. group just like that first challenge where they sung and performed in a group hollywood is like standing out this is her thing um she's just about to release a single i believe and yes. i can't fucking wait for that because she that is clearly what she does yes. she can sing and dance and perform that's her she's in her element wheelhouse in her wheelhouse for sure but yeah unfortunately ashley she is clearly this week has really i think hammered her and mm. it's looking a bit um it's yeah i do feel like obviously it's a production technique to make us as the audience feel more comfortable with the second group they cut more to the judges enjoying it and more mm. reactions and cheering and stuff, whereas the first one, they deliberately left those out to make us go, oh, this is bad. Mm. Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. But if you took all of the editing out and just watched those performances, I still believe that I would have significantly favoured that sexy and stupid performance. I do agree. I do agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of what we saw on the screen. Again, we only have access to what we're, we're being, Correct. You know, what's put in front of us. I was very intrigued how the smoking character was going to be portrayed by Gabriella, and it was fun. It was cute. Yeah, it was fun. She nailed it. She she's very good at creating character, creating a quirkiness, and 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 um and delivering the goods in that regard. And it was very well executed. And now it is time for the runway, and the category is Fuchsia. I hardly know her. Girl, I hardly know her. <laughs> now, um, this I'm wondering. There's quite a few futuristic looks, and I'm wondering if originally maybe the category was supposed to be something like in the future yeah. back to the future um the future is now something like that oh, and then yeah. maybe it's it would change to future i hardly know her because a lot of these looks were quite futuristic could would you would one argue that yeah there was very it reminded me of the chromatica era by lady gaga there was very like futuristic alien supermodel yes there was like flora and isis kind of went down that route um i mean gabriella was a judy jetson hooker <laughs> it was all that vibe and i'm one that's what got me thinking i'm like was the category something different before it was fuchsia i hardly know it yeah now did any of them stand out to you as being the best um what did i love the most i really did love flaws i really loved flaws um i think it was probably made by ian i'm presuming but just that crushed velvet was just so pretty so right to me so beautiful but now i want to go into flaws outfit because there was something that stood out that was not addressed one time on the episode and floor walked the entire runway with her shoulder collapsed and hanging I did not even notice. How did you not notice it? Wait, what? And I'm like, did, I'm like, am I going crazy? Like, no one mentions it. It's not mentioned a single time, but she's walking the entire runway with these beautiful sculpted shoulders, but one of them is crushed and just sagging down the side of her body. Girl, I've got the episode right here. I'm opening it. How did I not, how did I miss this? I'm going to have a nibble while you do that. <gasps> you are absolutely right. I completely missed that. Maybe the judges didn't notice it either. No, droopy shoulder over here. No, I completely missed that. Well, fuck floor then. No. <laughs> um, she did look beautiful though. Fuck, it was beautiful. And the other one that stood out to me was when Ashley pulled her um, veil off. She had that pink little hat, which reminded me of Britney's toxic music video. But I, I was imagining like a little mm. pink, a pink air hostess. I thought it was quite cute. Mm. But they all look beautiful. Yeah, um, I thought Isis's outfit was really beautiful. Uh, Bumpers felt like it was an outfit she probably just had 
uh, at her cabaret, vaudeville cabaret, and she was like, oh, I'm going to bring that. <laughs> she used the term fuchsia very loosely. <laughs> very loosely, like her flowing chiffon fabric wings. Um, so bumpers, I was like, nah, I thought bumpers was like, that looks like a cabaret costume that you've kind of just bought from home. Um, Hollywood was beautiful as Diana Ross from Mahogany. Like an 80s reference, yeah. Hollywood has this stunning smile and energy about her um she just does this smile and i just it really gets me every time i'm like oh i just love her hollywood does look beautiful and her presentation is selling the dress she's clever making a diana ross and when rue goes that's my favorite movie and she goes i know (laughs) i know yeah and i think rue probably really responds to that you know it shows that you care about the task at hand which is impressing judges right so um that's an admirable quality i would say i think lux did a really similar thing with her whole run she made a few nods to rue's career in the last season Mm. and i think rue got even emotional at one point do you remember when she that's right so i think uh i think it's very smart actually to make little things that rue will pick up very smart by hollywood when, Mich- when Michelle said turban outfitters, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. The puns were on point. Rachel Hunter was struggling to make a single pun. <laughs> I was like, come on, bitch. Bless her. But that accent, she is so beautiful. And just her voice is so sweet. I love Rachel Hunter. Me too. For, there was a moment when I first got signed to my agency in New Zealand. She was like the face of the website. And I was like, I'm signed to the same place as Rachel Hunter. I was like fangirling. Oh, I love that. She's so pretty though. Did you laugh at RuPaul calling Isis a fucking bitch twice? <laughs> I did. I loved that. And I hope that clip is used uh, yes. just forever and ever and ever. RuPaul being like, you fucking, fucking bitch. bitch. You're a fucking bitch. Well, actually, I don't know if you saw the trailer, but it was in the trailer and I was so intrigued with what it was going to be about. I thought there was going to be a fight or something. And it was obviously it turned out to be a little cheeky little moment, but um, very funny. Very funny, very funny, very endearing. And like, it just goes to show that side of RuPaul where it's like, mm. she is just a drag queen. You know, it's those she moments is. where it's like, that's 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 a drag queen. That's what a drag queen says. They see something they like and they say, fuck you, you fucking bitch. You know, that's so drag. <laughs> Let's get to the hardest part, I think, on any season is the who would you want to go home question. Oh, gosh. So we run into that, finally. It's, 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 I think the girls probably dread it every season, but we finally get to who should go home today and why? It was awkward. The tension, oh my gosh. And it was a bit of a mixed bag. We got a lot of floor. We had a little bit of Bumper and a little bit of Ashley. They were the only three names that were scattered around. Floor, yeah. Ashley, Bumper. Uh, but the majority was Floor. Uh, and in this moment, Floor is the last one to answer. And um, I actually went back and listened to Floor's answer. And you can actually hear a very slight quiver in her voice. And Floor is very good at holding her own. Um, staying confident and and, uh, asserting herself. But I think in that moment, it's starting to to chip away. It must be hard not to respond to that negatively, right? Mm. There's also the element of like, okay, one name has been said, it's easier to kind of just pile on. You know, she's also the the only Kiwi left in the the group, so it's it's a little bit further removed from their their pool of network and all that sort of stuff. So um, I think there's a few things that came into play here. But you do see her in the workroom. They ask if she's okay, and she says it didn't bother me at all. But it clearly does. It clearly does. It clearly she is um she's jaded. <laughs> and I I think for a split second Isis wanted to uh stir the pot a little bit because I I you could see it in her tone and she almost went to say it I believe like are you sure it doesn't bother you because it looks like it bothers you <laughs> you know you could just see it yeah. wanted to come out of that mouth but I think she just sort of restrained herself um out of compassion mm. I would assume to say like wait hold on I probably shouldn't stir the pot at this mm. moment but everyone was thinking she's like I'm not bothered I don't care it's like you clearly care girl you clearly are bothered yeah. your tone seems very pointed right yes <laughs> if this is the off switch and you are pressed on you are pressed you're like nails it's press on you're pressed <laughs> are you an orange shoes because bitch you're pressed <laughs> yes are you are you a shirt from the dry cleaners because girl you are pressed <laughs> so stupid so we come back onto the main stage and rue lets us know that ashley and bumper are the two that will be lip syncing tonight that must be so hard i guess 
you kind of had similar with Electra. Bumper is Ashley's boss. Like that dynamic must be intense. It is. And I mean, they're currently working together. They're doing drag race viewing parties together in Melbourne. They, they are clearly very connected and this is it's awkward and of course they're doing Katy Perry's you change your mind like a boy changes clothes is that, is that the lyrics no a girl it's a girl but we'll go with oh. that. <laughs> um I actually have a strong connection to the song and people listening that know will know but when it played I was like <laughs> Cab. Well, as as somebody that has performed that song, Zach Delate, how would you rate this performance of these two girls? It's let's. I'll just say it's not one I'll be racing to watch again. <laughs> it was no, fine. for sure. Unfortunately, <laughs> to the gorgeous Ashley Madison. Um, but on that note, uh, shall we take a little break because I have a little surprise for you? Ooh, what's it going to be? It, it's an interview with Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
I, I, I was just thinking about me and why I can't get out of my own head. And so then when I started recording those lyrics and I couldn't do what she wanted, that's where I really struggled to start in this episode. Mm. Right. That makes so much sense. You know, um, you talk about kind of that, that expectation that you put on yourself and the not knowing of what they what they wanted from you and then all of a sudden it, it, it's like a roller coaster right because you you don't know and then you kind of fit a little bit of positivity and then all of a sudden you're it's taken away from you um do you feel like that has changed your way you view yourself and your drag career now going forward after living that experience on the show um well I definitely like I remember talking to a couple of sisters when I came back from the show and they were like you're a different person. Um, and I really felt that. And I don't know if it made it in, into the cup, but I spoke on stage with Rue and I said that like, I thought I was going to walk out of this competition the same person I walked in. Um, and that's not the case. And that's not what happened. Um, I completely walked out with this other view of me. And it took me a long time. Like I, I took off a whole month of drag after I came back from filming. And I was like, I need to focus on me. I need to work out where I'm at and why I feel this way and and work out who Sean is compared to who Ashley is. I need to come to that kind of conclusion and that fruition before I start trying to get back into drag and start getting back into what's going to be the craziness of drag race. Um, and I really think that I, I because I put those work those those hard hours in at that time and started working out who I was, I've been able to look at Ashley through a completely different lens post filming. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. There's definitely a conversation that happens in the workroom where you kind of go into this moment of like, if I'm not the business one, that's always perfect. And looking like this, who am I? And this month you took off, has that mentality kind of shifted? Um, yeah, I, I kind of was like, maybe I don't need to be what everyone expects of me to be. Because that's kind of what I've done my whole drag career is I've based who I am off of kind of what everyone wants um, and that's kind of why I've, I, why I've done the drag that, that, that I do. It's because I know that it makes me money because I run a booking agency. I do hence parties, do corporate gigs and the kind of drag that they want for that is the, is, is a very specific kind of drag. It's classic drag. It's camp drag. It's big, it's bright colors. Um, but when I started drag, I was always into like, you know, being fashion forward and wearing black and, and, and doing all of this kind of stuff and experimenting. And, and then obviously I went into like the, the commercialization of drag and, and, and just became glamorous and wears pink and all of the stuff you see today um and uh i think that like now i've been able to kind of look back and reevaluate and be like well now with the platform of drag race now i can kind of do the drag that i want to do yeah nice. absolutely that's beautiful. And you've earned that right now. You are a very smart businesswoman. And and um, you talk about your business being uh, outsourcing drag and a booking agent, but you also have another very fabulous business, which I don't know if we really got to hear about on the show, but um, tell us a little bit about uh, your jewelry making business, because I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Mm. So during COVID, I was in this like YouTube tunnel, um, you know, late one morning and I was like, and I, and I found 3D printing and I was like, oh, I can make really cool things for drag. And then I was like, oh, if I make cool things for drag that I can claim it as a tax write-off. And then, so I kind of went down this, this hole of like, oh, I can do something with this. And then um, went, oh, I could probably make things for other people. And then in the middle of the COVID pandemic, I was like, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to uh, try and, and make jewelry. And it kind of took off from there. And then, so obviously, you know, like I, I started with like uh, a lot of the Melbourne Queens. I started making things for those. And then obviously season one of Drag Race came and we heard the rumors, the rumor of the cast and who might be on. So I messaged you and a couple of the other cast members. And I was like, hey, I'd love to send you a PR package. Um, and then uh, I was lucky enough that a couple of the girls came back and were like, like yourself. And we're like, sure, actually, there's other things that I would also like. So can we do some custom things? And so I was able to work out that and do those kinds of things. And then that kind of just built from there. I did a lot of stuff for Beverly Kills for season two. I made stuff for Molly Poppins and Minnie Cooper. And um, it really just grew from there. And I think that, that maybe that business mind and maybe that kind of that energy is kind of what maybe Rue saw, because I, saw, I, I mentioned that in the audition tape, but it doesn't really come across in the season. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't really hear much about it in the season, but um, the jewelry is amazing. So anyone listening, if you do drag, or even if you don't, um, the jewelry is really, really good. And and this isn't me blowing smoke. It's super lightweight, uh, but it looks like heavy duty 
drag jewelry. Yeah. Like it, mm. it's really fucking clever. And um, I do want to say this, and um, we're, we're not supposed to talk about too many behind the scenes things, you know, because there's certain okay. rules. But um, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but on season one, one of the girls was wearing some of your jewelry. I, I don't think it was me. A, a lot of us wore it on season one, but one of the girls was, and RuPaul asked where it was from. And they they uh, explained who you were, uh, and that it was local Australian made. And um, I think your contact details were forwarded on to Rue's people. So, um, wow. yeah, just a little. Yeah, just, I don't know if you had ever been told that, but that's a little like tidbit that you can like take take with you now. Yeah, I, I had been told by the queen herself that that had happened. But then, um, like a couple months later, I saw Karen from finance out at the clubs and she was like, girl, like, I, I don't know how much you, you knew this, but like this, this really happened. Um, and I believe my business card was handed over to Rue or Rue's people. And that's so fabulous. So then when I heard about that, I then book, I then bought Rue's book because I was like, oh, you know, sisters supporting sisters now. So love, <laughs> love that, love that. And speaking of sisters supporting sisters, have you read Ketamine Life and Lashes Story of a Drag Superstar? <laughs> I have. I do have it. I do have no it. No way you don't. Yeah. I do. <laughs> you can't. It's upstairs. Bitch. I've got yours and yours and Courtney's right next to each other. Oh, you're an absolute sweetheart, Ash. <laughs> Don't read it, it's shit. <laughs> yeah, she, she uses them to light the fire, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I think, um, is it Madison 3D? Miss Madison. Miss Madison. Why did I think 3D was in the name? Because that's in the Instagram handle. Yes, ah, there we go. Because okay. you mentioned that, obviously, in your, your lyricism for the song, and I thought that was very smart. And I actually think your whole drag race journey has been smart. The way you did your drag expo booth was smart. You made little quotes and little tidbits referencing the show. The way you've done your post episode photo shoots is smart. I think you've made this whole drag race package that I think is very palatable and also very professional. And I think you've really elevated what to expect after an episode of Down Under. I get excited for how you're going to post about the episode. Have you had much of a positive response to everything? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate all of that. That that means a lot. Thank you. Um, I it's interesting because I I'm such a logical person, and I discussed this with someone earlier today when it came to Snatch Game, and I and I said this to Rue on the main stage, and it didn't make it into the edit, but um, I like deconstructed Snatch Game. I put together a spreadsheet of every winner of Snatch Game, if Rue knew who they were, three of the funniest things that happened, and why it was funny. And then so I kind of brought all of those together, and I saw every single person that's won Snatch Game has played a character that Rue knows. And then why they were funny. So they were either old or drunk or uh, gay or they were horny or they were whatever. They had a, something that they could play on. Um, and so I kind of, I told her, I kind of deconstructed the way that we think about Snatch Game and, and just played it into those strengths. The interesting thing, and I, and I appreciate like, you know, the, the, the compliment of, of uh, you know, being very smart and, and thinking logically. But I think what, I, what I've come out of Drag Race think, realizing is that drag doesn't necessarily need to be logical it doesn't necessarily need to be everything like you know struck together i mean when you're putting together a business and you're trying to manage a business uh you know that's very helpful um but sometimes you can just do things for the fun of it you know and um and that's why i put a lot of effort into the expo booth because if we're going in if we're looking at like oh how much money am i going to make out of this as opposed to how much money i'm putting into this and all of that kind of stuff like it may not have equaled out in in my favor in the end but it was fun to put together and i think that that's kind of where i, I like to put my drag isn't it in that it's not always necessarily logical i'll always put all of the effort in and put all of the energy in even if that's not necessarily like going to monetarily come back to help me Mm, I love that. I mean, this isn't going to make sense for the pod because uh, it's a conversation Zach and I were having before uh, we recorded because we were saying all sorts of outrageous things that we've deleted. <laughs> but um, I, I love you even more hearing you say that. I work the exact same way. And ironically, that's always going to work out in your favor in a business sense. Um, you, you, I just absolutely adore you, Ashley. I think you're just so, so, so clever. And, and, and um, if you do listen to this pod when, it, when it's released, um, I was taken by surprise by your journey through the race and, and I've just grown to really, really enjoy you. And um yeah, you should be so proud of yourself. I do want to say this as well. Um, of course, you won Snatch Game and it was like so, it was so, so clever. But in my opinion, 
uh, which you'll also hear if you have a listen. I think you won the reading challenge. And even though technically they gave the prize uh, to Ben, um, you were the only person, the only person that made RuPaul laugh in the reading challenge. That Lassie joke was genius. So clever. For Bumper, I said, Bumper Love is such an alcoholic that when Savignon Blanc does its taxes, it lists her as, as a dependent. <laughs> But then I even said, I even said to Isis, Isis is one of the kindest queens that I know. We know she isn't two-faced. Otherwise, why would she pick that one? And so I <laughs> had these so like good, good reads and I said them and then they crowned Ben and I was like, well, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously when you see the episode, they cut the mini challenge into such a short little snippet. You only all get one joke each and Rue hates all of them. Right. Rue hates all of them. Except, except yours. yours. She loved yours. You get the only laugh. And we did as an audience as well. We, we thought it was hilarious. So clever. Uh, it was one of those ones where you had to kind of stop and think and be like, oh, oh, oh she's a dog. Yeah. Camp. <laughs> I want to talk about really quickly the BMX bikes. Were they heavy? What was the biggest challenge with the bike? <laughs> that that was beyond like when we heard bmx bitches we we're like oh we're gonna be ariana grande on like an exercise bike like this is gonna be sexy and then i went out there and i was like these fucking these little fucking things this is what we're gonna be doing the ariana grande thing on and then like oh no no, no. you're picking them up and moving them and i was like are you fucking joking this, this has to be a joke in heels and in padding and in everything in heels and a wig and everything all together um and thankfully i believe i wore gloves because i was like i'm not wearing nails and i know that the other team all went all wore nails um so their nails were breaking off as they're trying to like grab the bikes and rehearsals and things um the bmx bikes were fucking mental i have no idea why actually i believe it was ruru who told producers we need to have a challenge based around bmx bikes um so it's it's her fault <laughs> That sabotage that... bitch. <laughs> but it's fabulous. It was very entertaining. But it's like, why down under though? Like BMX is not a part of our culture. Like, is that? Well, it's because BMX bitches is an Australian movie. Ah. Uh... Oh. Oh. We um we were oh. allowed to all go into Isis's hotel room uh the day before and watch the movie together. It's got Nicole Kidman in it. Apparently, it's iconic, but I've never heard of it before filming. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Either. Oh, okay, you is have... it a good movie? Never heard. No, nah, it's fucking shit. <laughs> it's so bad it's very like cat and mouse chase for the whole movie you've heard it here do not watch bmx bitches do not watch <laughs> sorry nicole kidman ashley madison says nicole kidman sucks <laughs> <laughs> um another question i wanted to bring up no sorry another statement i wanted to bring up is when rue walks into the workroom and is wearing a very similar shirt to yours was it the exact same shirt or just similar I think it's very similar, but the the crazy part was that it was a yellow shirt with black leopard prints with like blue dots in the center of the black leopard print. And I'm like, how on earth? Because I, I don't think they're the same. Shirt. I got mine from ASOS. I doubt she buys her shit from ASOS. Um, I the, the way that there's two patterns somewhere, I mean, let's be real, ASOS probably ripped off the original designer. Um, but the fact that we both happened to bring it to the show, both happened to wear it in the same episode is crazy to me. And I actually wore it earlier on in the season two and then like i had i had other shirts that were like too busy for the cameras and stuff that i couldn't wear so i was like oh i'll put this on again like no one's gonna remember it for earlier on and then i walked through the door and rue rue looks at me and goes like she just yeah. points at me and then um she comes down and she's like um great minds think oh how does that saying go and then at the same time me and we go think alike and i was like oh and then i reckon i reckon i swear to this i reckon that she saw that i was wearing her outfit and that bitch went, I'm sending her home this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck the reading challenge. Ashley doesn't deserve it. She's in my shirt. <laughs> Interesting. Because we did, Zach and I were saying earlier in, in our conversation that we were wondering if that put you in good standing with Rue because she takes pride in what she wears and if she thought you had good taste in clothing. Um, so that's interesting that you think potentially it had the opposite effect. Well, I don't think she did anything positive in regards to me in this episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's RuPaul gatekeeping fashion. <laughs> <laughs> On fashion, you did wear pasties this episode. You learned your lesson from earlier in I the season. I did. <laughs> you accepted the pasties, or you had them with you. Well, actually, those were actually, I'll, I'll give her a shout. Those were Gabriella's. Um, from the first episode onwards, every single week, uh, Gabriella would come to me, Ash, Ashley, you've got pasties. I was like, no, I didn't bring, I didn't think I was going to need pasties. So every week, Gabriella had like a bunch that a friend laser cut for her. And every mm -hmm. single week I was wearing pasties on the runway just in case. Oh, wow. You making fucking merch of one of your like detrimental moments. It's just clever. It's very clever what you do. 
Thank you. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. As soon as I as soon as I had that pasties moment, I set on set. I was like, I'm making pasties merch, period. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. The final question I had, you obviously did Jesus Christ for Snatch Game, which was mm-hmm. iconic. Uh, I saw you talking on Instagram yesterday, maybe that your backup was Alan Rickman. Mm. And um, what's that bitch from Wicked's name? Kristen Chenoweth, Glinda. Oh, I plan to do Kristen Chenoweth as Glinda and like be huffing a healing balloon and then accidentally let go. And then my voice gets deeper and deeper as Snatch Game goes on. Like yes. very, very like, um, very like got Mick doing Paris Hilton and like playing with the voice. Yeah. Do you sing? Um, I don't sing. I don't sing at all whatsoever. And that's the reason I'm a drag queen, I think. Um, because because I always wanted to be a pop star, but then I was not a good singer. So this is the next best bet. Yeah, I saw your scene with Michelle Visage. Maybe uh, stick to your ditch. <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't like Isis when she was like, maybe let's rap. <laughs> Poor darling. That really Poor sent her into a spiral because she was getting singing lessons before the show, I believe. Oh. Oh. I hope she's kept those up. <laughs> oh my God. I hope she got a refund. <laughs> oh my god I, yeah exactly it's like whoever his singing coach is it's like quit your day job was it helen keller what's going on <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we just uh love you so much and um we just can't wait to see everything you do in the future uh, i will be sub- i will be buying some more jewelry i'll be coming to a show wherever i can um tell the audience at home where can they follow you where can they find all your information online Absolutely. So follow me um, on Instagram at Ashley X Madison, and that's where I'll update you on everything that's going on with Ashley. All right. And uh, if there is anything you would like anyone out there to know about you or your experience or anything in general, uh, what would you like them to know? Oh, I just want everyone to know that I had so much fun. The whole, this whole drag race journey afterwards, before, with all the girls. And I will say all of these girls are lovely. I don't care what comes across on TV. Every single one of them is an absolute darling. And we're all sisters at the end of the day. Oh, nice. bloody beautiful, Ashley. You know what? Um, I, I have such a love for drag and that I think is what's kind of got me through in my career and where I am. And uh, I just chatting to you today, especially, I see that in you. And I think that's like Thank the you. best trait you can ever have as, as a drag artist is uh, just loving what you do. And you clearly love what you do. So Kapai girl. That's cute. She's not going to know what Kapai means. <laughs> it means well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, Zach, I've, I've, honest, I've fallen in love with her. I, I have like a little drag crush. She's like, uh, I think she's one of my favorite new little uh, drag fascinations. Actually, if I played back episode one, I think you kind of went in on her. So it's kind of been cute watching you fall in love with her. And it just goes to show, you know, like um, you can't always judge a book by its cover. And she's really uh, got... Uh, a beautiful side to her and she is so passionate about drag and she's a businesswoman and and she's got so many qualities that I just admire and I'm obsessed with Ashley Madison. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Zach. Well, thank you for spending another fabulous episode of Ketamine's Business with me. Um, Next episode is episode six. We're on the home stretch now and someone's going to be Down Under's next drag superstar. Sorry, Spanx, your time's coming to an end. (laughs) Yeah, later, bitch. (laughs) Don't tell her we said this. (laughs) I love you, sis. I'll see you next week. What city will you be in? Who knows? <laughs> next week, I will be in the beautiful Queenstown for Winter Pride. I'll be back in drag on the pod. So um, stay tuned. It's going to be fabulous. All right. All right. Winter Pride is approaching. <laughs> yes. All right. Love you, Zach. Have a good day. Love you, baby. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.